Hey guys, welcome to the new format for Crymore. This is a whole new section that we're going to do. I'll explain a lot more about it, but first we're going to start off with a few game reviews. They're going to be very short. If you want to hear more about what we're doing, you can skip a little bit later in after all the critiques are done. We'll talk more about it then. Throughout all of these, hey, I'm Moriarty. Hey, I'm Brax. We took a look at Nanoshift, Skyfront, Universum, and Injustice. And later on this week, on Wednesday, you'll be able to see a review of the new Wolfenstein 2 game. And then on Friday, we'll be taking a look at a VR title called Gunheart. I cannot wait. The excitement is just building within me, and I just can't wait to get started looking at these games. And I'm so excited for the new format. Well then, let's get started right now. Universum is a god game in the same kind of vein as like Populous or Black and White or any of those types of Peter Molyneux, Lion's Head style of games where you are a god, you control the world, and you have to influence your people into doing various things for you. How do you influence them to do stuff? You have various god powers, so you can literally spend god power and pick them up, or you can heal them, or... You can kind of smack them around if you really wanted to. You can give them fish, or you can even be Cupid and make them fall in love. I prefer the fish method. Everyone will work for fish. Yeah, okay. I guess they will. <laughs> so are there business practices? Do you try to make money? Do you, Or is it just straight up god mode? You do whatever you want. There's not so much a micromanagement simulator here. You're not building an economy. You're building a culture. You start with two people and you build them into an entire planet of people, and eventually, once the game is actually out a little bit further, you'll be able to build it out to multiple planets. That actually sounds really fun and amazing, especially if you're a narcissist, right? Like, who doesn't want to play God? You get to literally be God. And you also get to determine all of their culture. So you get to determine what they're going to research, what kind of perks and benefits they're going to get. It's also incredibly hard. This is one of the hardest God games I've ever played. I like it a lot. I'm actually a Kickstarter backer, so like I've been there from the beginning. I love this title. I think it's super fun. I love Populous. This is something that I've been looking forward to. But it's also incredibly hard. It's so hard. This is one of the hardest God games I've ever played. I've gotten to the point where I've made it to like 50 or 60 or 70 people, and then I just kind of mess everything up and they all die. Upon first impression, it really looks like one of those games that makes you feel proud to own a PC. It looks like a, a very, very PC-type game, so I definitely will have to check this one out. The game isn't available on Steam yet, but it is a $40 game from their website, now, you can play it on Steam, but you can't buy it on Steam. So you have to get the code from their website, and then you can unlock it on Steam and play it. $40 is a little pricey, but for this sort of game, you're going to play it a really long time, according to what you've said, or led me to believe. So I'm still going to look into it. It is a little pricey, but I love this style of game. And if you wanted it cheaper, you should have gotten it in the Kickstarter. Yeah, should have got it in the Kickstarter. Nanoshift is an escape the room similar to a lot of other Escape the Rooms, all about finding your way um, out of the room. Escape the Rooms have become immensely popular in VR, apparently, because I think I see more Escape the Rooms than any other type of game. This one does look pretty, but is it doing anything new? Yes. Thankfully, this one actually does do something new. And it is awfully pretty. I'm glad that you saw that. It's an attractive Escape the Room. It looks really good in VR. 
it's also got some very cool convenience things that it's doing that I think make it one of the better Escape the Rooms that I've played. It has a backpack that you wear that you can pull off at any time and stick anything you want into it, which makes it really, really easy to kind of carry multiple items around. This, I think, solves the problem that we've seen in other games where all of the puzzles are really simple because it has to be something where you can pick up something and combine it or push it into something, right? With this, you can carry 30 items in your backpack and you may have something you pick up that you don't get to use for several rooms. That's innovative. I think that does give something new to the gameplay that I haven't seen yet. So I was a little disappointed at first to think, oh, another Escape the Room VR game. But now that you say that, maybe this is going to bring something new to the table that VR players haven't experienced in one of these types of games. So that sounds good. They also have two other things that I thought were really neat. They're the type of convenience items in VR that you never really realize you need until you see someone else do it. One of those is the fact that all of the text is really, really big. And yeah, we all know that text needs to be big and all of that, but I have found that in this, by having this really big, beautiful text on all of the stuff, I was able to read everything really easily. Reading is definitely important, especially in a type of game that requires you to be able to read stuff, right? Absolutely. The other thing that came up that I thought was super neat, and they don't draw any attention to it whatsoever, but it, it was so incredibly neat. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I really like this thing. And that is the fact that there is a trash can in every room that you go to, and the stuff that you throw around will end up in the trash can. So every time you walk into a room, the floor and stuff is always clean, so all the stuff that you throw around in VR that you're like, oh, screw this stupid piece of paper, it all goes into the trash can, which means that you can go through stuff and like find it again, you can do all the puzzles and things and not lose stuff. I think it's really, really neat. It's one of those kind of things that, again, you just never think about, but as soon as I say it, I'm sure you're going, yeah, no, that would be pretty cool to have in an Escape the Room. That makes a lot of sense, actually. You need to try to stay organized, and this prevents all of that clutter, because I have seen you play so many games where you just throw stuff everywhere. You're just chunking stuff left and right. So this prevents you from getting confused and all the melee of garbage flying around. That's awesome. Exactly. So I really, really like that they did that. I think it's a super neat little thing because it makes it so that you go, oh, yeah, no, it's all in the trash can. Of course it is. That makes sense. And I liked it a lot. One of the other things they did that is an absolute essential is this game is designed for a 3x3 three three meter play area but they included teleportation. So similar to other really big play space, escape the room style games, most notably recently the Belko game, this also has a lot of space, but you can move around within the space. So it's designed for a big room scale, but they made the right kind of decisions to allow you to play it without that. Now the game is $15, which is right in line with where I would expect it to be. 
I think that on sale you can pick it up somewhere around 12 bucks, which this is a wonderful game at that price. I think it's a really well done game. I think it's a lot of fun if you like this kind of stuff. There are a lot of different rooms in this. This is not a one room game. You're going to be in a lot of different places. You're going to be all over the place. It's got all sorts of different chapters and things like that. And they're releasing more chapters in the future. So it's like constantly updating. Well worth a pickup. I absolutely recommend it. Reasonably priced. Gives you a backpack with 30 items put stuff in a trash can for you has lots of room looks like there's going to be new chapters in the future i can't see a reason why not to pick it up so i'm impressed with this escape the room game and i'm glad that it might change my mind about seeing so many of them lately skyfront vr is a vr deathmatch game you fly around and you have complete motion control you can go up down left right anything you want to do 360 control well, actually 360. You know what I mean. You have full sphere control. You have a couple of different guns and you're all in an arena killing each other. Awesome. It looks like Destiny VR, sort of. If I were to come up in my mind what it would look like, it might actually resemble this. It's a neat game. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to try it out with a whole lot of real players, and I only was able to capture a recording with their deathmatch bots. The game wasn't even available in early access yet, so I haven't been able to get anything really substantive, but it's still fun. The game feels good. It's got motion control similar to Cyber Threat's jetpack control, which was my most fun. I, I said it made me feel like I was flying in a helicopter. So it's got all the right stuff there to be a lot of fun. But as with a lot of these multiplayer titles, you need to have the players there in order to actually get the game you know what i mean yeah absolutely that's something i've encountered a couple of times lately is i see a game and i like what it offers in terms of gameplay and then i have to play bots or there's just no one there and the servers are completely empty and that always makes me really sad to see a game that has promise but doesn't have a player base you keep bringing up lawbreakers and it looks like this is suffering that same fate once again i sure hope not it just went into early access the other day so hopefully enough people pick this up that it's worth it because really it comes down to if there's not enough people playing it, that's going to be what kills this game. Totally. So hope for the best. Now the game is $20, which I believe is overpriced. But if enough people do pick it up, that's where it's going to be. I really hope that they are active about giving communities access to this game whether it be free copies or whatever because if you get enough people playing this more people are going to come in and that's where you're going to have the most fun but if you don't if there's not enough people playing it this is going to follow the exact same thing that lawbreakers does so for now i recommend the gameplay but i have to say i recommend that you don't pick it up until you see those current players on steam charts climbing enough that it's worth picking up. And I know that seems kind of counterintuitive to say don't buy it until other people play it, because if you all follow that, nobody's ever going to play it. I really believe you have to do it that way. If you're watching this channel, it's a fun game. If you played Cyber Threat, it's a fun game, but just make sure there's enough people there or you're going to end up refunding the game. Makes sense to me. Injustice 2 is the newest installment into the DC Universe fighting games, and it is a sequel. It came out already on PS4 and Xbox, but it's slated for a launch next month, which is in December, for the PC. I wouldn't call it a sequel, though, because it's not like these really have a storyline. I know they can have a storyline, but not really a storyline. Instead, I would call it the next iteration. Well, 
they do have a story. Maybe it's not a great story. And the story certainly is not the crux of the game. People like it for the online multiplayer. But, okay, we'll go with yours. Iteration, fine. This is one of the only fighting games I've ever really super enjoyed. I liked Blaze Blue a lot, and I liked Injustice. And I liked them both for different reasons. Blaze Blue is a perfectionist's dream. Playing that game, you're going to be good at it, and if you're good at it, you're going to be the best. And then with this, it's just super fun playing as these awesome characters that you know from the movies and from comic books and just obliterating your friends on the couch. Totally. Absolutely. I love playing as superheroes. My favorite fighting game of all time might be on PS3. Forgive me for not remembering the exact name, but it was DC versus Marvel. Do you remember that game? No. They had all of the DC characters versus all of the Marvel characters in one game, and it was absolutely amazing. I had so much fun playing co-op with my friends in front of the same screen, which is kind of a dead art, which is unfortunate. But this game is really fun. It's just as fun as the first one, and it's more visually stunning. I love all of the special moves. It's just really great. I loved it. How much is it? Depending on what console, or if you get it on PC, whichever platform you choose, it can be anywhere between $49 and $59, so it definitely has that AAA price tag on it, but what else do you expect with a game like this? Fair enough, and they did do a good job supporting the last one, so for me, if you're a fighting fan, and I'm not a huge one, but I do enjoy this type of fighting game, I would recommend it. Same here, I think it's definitely worth a purchase because I just love this sort of stuff. So that is Nanoshift, that's Skyfront, that's Universim, that's Injustice. The Injustice game was a beta. Yes, I was able to get my hands on the beta. That just means that I wasn't able to play the campaign, but I was able to play quite a few hours of the multiplayer online. That's the only reason I think anyone plays those things, and I enjoyed it. We're going to be covering more of these style of things, things that are a little bit more topical, things that are maybe not as interesting for a full 15-minute video. And we're going to be doing that in the Monday videos. So the way that we've changed this up a little bit is we heard you when you talked to us in the State of Crime War video, and we've also heard you guys quite loudly when you did not want to watch a video. But we've also heard you when we did do something and you said, this is what I like. Well, that's what we're going to start doing some more. So the full considers and considers. Considers. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I should pronounce that. Those videos, we're going to do one on Wednesday. We're going to do one on Friday. And it's just going to be games that we think are actually interesting to you. So we're going to try and have one VR video every week on a Friday. And we're going to have at least one non-VR video every week on a Wednesday. But quite frankly, if all we get is a bunch of tech demos for VR, then we just won't do a VR video. And I understand that that might be a little bit not what you come here for. Because a lot of people do say that they come and watch the VR videos. I don't want to waste your time showing you a bad game. Brax, how many times have we looked at a bad VR game? The overwhelming majority... I don't want to be that rude about it. We look at a lot of bad VR games. I think I'll just leave it at that. And in my opinion, even for those people that come here strictly for the VR news and the VR games, 
I don't think you guys are interested in seeing some of these really, really terrible VR games that we look at because you're not going to want them once you see them. Like Redswood VR, I don't think anyone would ever want that game. And that's just one example of a very large collection of undesirable titles that we have been reviewing lately just so we can show you guys more VR stuff. We'll still be looking at those titles, but if I don't think or Brax doesn't think that we can make a video that is 10 or 15 minutes long about a subject, then we're going to make it one or two or three minutes long and put it into the new Monday videos. The Monday videos are going to be very similar to this. We're going to do a introduction that's going to be very simple. We may even skip the introduction sometimes if it makes sense to. And we're going to go into doing some short form Here's what we think about this title and move on. We're going to do a bunch of them all at once. And then at the end of it, we're going to talk about whatever we need to talk about for that week, whether it be about explaining that, yes, the Injustice game, that was absolutely a beta and so it could change or a clarification or a contest like we're about to do right now. So Brax, would you like to win a free game? I love winning free games. Tell me more. I also love getting free games. In fact, I love free games so much that I want to spread that to everyone. So what we're going to do is this, as you may have seen, is called name pending. And that's because not sure what we should call these Monday videos. If you can come up with a name, Put it down in the comments below, and I will buy you any game you want. I think that's more than fair. You're giving me some names, and I'm giving you a free game. Names for games, what a great trade. Names for games, see, you're already better at this than I am. <laughs> I couldn't come up with a single name, and yet here we go, having names for games. So I like it. If you make a name, put it down in the comments below. We're going to look at it. If you see a name down there that you'd like a lot, upvote it. I'm not going to choose necessarily the most upvoted, but I can tell you what, if it is the most upvoted, that's going to play at least a part. Yeah, for sure. If we see one that seems to be getting a lot of positive response, that's a great indication that that might be a good name for us to consider. I think that makes sense. So that's the first contest that we're going to do in the new format. And really, the concept is to stop overloading people with bad games. I spoke to one of our viewers who said, look, I can tell immediately in the first minute that this is a bad game. And then I'm not interested in the game anymore. And you guys are just kind of talking about different stuff. And I watch to hear you talk about that stuff. But, you know, you don't really talk about stuff that is about the game anymore. And it feels unnecessary. And I agree. So we're also going to be starting up a podcast where we will talk about all of that kind of random stuff. Brax is going to show up occasionally. We'll have other people show up occasionally. And there's going to be a whole bunch of different guests. And we'll be posting that information once it's actually live. It'll be on iTunes and all of that kind of stuff. So we're going to do all of that in a podcast. And we'll talk about that in a Monday video. So for those of you guys that are concerned about not hearing those weird conversations that we have, don't worry. You have the podcast for that. And there will be lots and lots of Moriarty to go around and some Brax to go around every once in a while as well. Plus, the Wednesday and Friday videos, the considers and the considers, will still be the same sort of thing. So we'll still have those kind of offbeat little conversations about elevators and whatever. But 
They're going to be a little bit rarer. We're definitely going to be focusing on games that we like a lot more, which hopefully means that we don't have to go off script and talk about elevators. Right. You know, I mean, like, here's the thing. I feel like when I'm watching one of our videos and we get to that point, it's like, this is a fun conversation and it's funny and I like it and it's a conversation that I want to have, but it's only happening because the game is boring. Yeah, I can totally understand that. And that's why I'm excited about the Wednesday and Friday being only those two videos a week because it leaves so much more room for us to show off some really awesome games. And still, even if we get off track, that's okay too. But I'm going to be more excited to talk about cool games than I would be about a game that just really isn't all that fun to talk about. And like you said, that's going to prevent talking about elevators or whatever else nonsense that we get off on. So that's why we're opening up with Wolfenstein. I loved it. We're going to talk about it, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about it, and we're going to show you some cool stuff. And with our Friday video, it's a really cool game. So we're going to talk about it because it's cool. But if it's not cool, it's going to end up in Monday. But that means you still get to see a lot of different stuff. So I think it's a cool idea. Let me know what you think. Be sure to let us know what name you want down below so that you can win a free game and I'll, I'll buy you a game. I think that all of this is really, really great and it's going to help us have a lot of fun and a lot more excitement coming to this and I hope that that rubs off on the viewers as well. So for all of you guys out there that did respond to the State of Crymore video, I want to say personally thank you very much. It helped us re-envision what we're doing here and I think that you guys are going to really enjoy all of the new plans and the things that we have going on. We're also going to be taking this week off of streaming while we figure out the new schedule, but we will talk about that next week on Monday. So if you didn't even know, we stream multiple times a week on Twitch, and we'll talk about that next week. I don't want this to get too long, so we're going to go ahead and say, hey, if you like it, like it. If you don't like it, don't like it. But if you did like it, why don't you watch another video up there in the corner? And as always, we'll see you guys on the next one.